0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. free we'll record on my count. Seven. Six, five, four, three, two. Roll A. Fade up on A.
1: Southern Miss to the top. top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
0: Hour. Happy Monday to you Golden Eagle fans listening across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour, a brand new week of Southern Miss Athletics. Thank you for joining us. Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Baseball eight-game win streak, and it's go week with upcoming games against Ole Miss and what we've been looking forward to all year, uh, the home series against Florida Atlantic. We will talk to uh, head coach Scott Berry here in just a minute. Our first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Dickey's is a proud supporter of Southern Miss Athletics. Whether it's fall off the bone ribs, smoked brisket, or some of your other great favorite meats, they're smoked every day in-house. Dickey's caters any event, large or small, so the next time you have something planned, let Dickey's do the cooking. Be sure to visit the home team next to the Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Dickey's smoked here, loved everywhere. Well, the Golden Eagles go 5 and 0 last week with victories over Louisiana Lafayette, New Orleans and then a Conference road sweep up in Murfreesboro against Middle Tennessee. And to talk all of that uh, with us, as he graciously does every week, the skipper of the Golden Eagle baseball team, Head Coach Scott Berry. Coach, uh, we've had a, a few frustrating Mondays uh, in, in the last uh, three months, but, man, this is a celebratory one. 5-0 and o last week. Coach, what a week for your Golden Eagle baseball team.
2: Yeah, good week, Luke. Uh, You know, when we talked last Monday, we knew we had a challenge, certainly with five games in in six days and four of those five being on the road. So, uh, you know, it started last Tuesday uh, at home against a Lafayette team uh, that had beaten us earlier in the year in extra innings at their place. Um, but you know, we came from behind there in the, in the ninth down three and were able to, to score four, four runs with a walk off on a, on a Cole Donaldson double. So, you know, what a great, great win. And I think that propelled us with, uh, momentum into the next day down at UNO and, and then really just played real good baseball from that point on.
0: I ask you one question about the Lafayette game. Anything uh you know, going into that bottom of the ninth. Uh sometimes coach uh, we just kinda see you, you know, over there in your spot um on the third baseline, uh, you know, between innings, you're you're charting at the other end of the dugout. Anything was, was said or, or the guys just kind of looked at each other and say, Let's let's win this one.
2: No, I think it was just a it was a matter of going out and trying to get something started, and I think it you know in that inning I can't remember. There's been too much that that has taken place since then, but I think that Wilma Gillis was hit by a pitch to start that inning, and Montenegro yep. walked, you know, and so when that when that happens, you know, certainly that's creating that momentum, and as we've talked to you know and said all all along that most run. Scoring innings are started because of hit-by-pitches, walks, or errors. You know, very few of those innings score when, when people actually get hits. And, uh, you know, that's we saw that happen on Tuesday night against Lafayette with the hit-by-pitch to, to McGillis to get it going.
0: Uh, you come back uh, Wednesday night and uh, avenge an earlier uh, midweek loss to New Orleans. Just really hit the ball extraordinarily extraordinary well. You go into uh, Murfreesboro with momentum. Friday night was uh, the Walker-Powell show. Ten strikeouts, another complete game. It's just, Coach, when you don't have to use any more arms out of the bullpen, when your starter just shuts them down, I mean, what a luxury.
2: Well, it is. I mean, it keeps everything fresh and ready to go the next two games. I mean, you're you're ready to go, and and uh, you know that's what Walker's been able to to do at times for us uh this year. You know, I think the key on on this past Friday night, Luke, was is Walker's ability to go out and 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 give us back to back quality starts. You know, he's kind of. Kind of going up and down with that, but uh, this this past week, you know, he he did it again. You know, he gave us another great great outing, and, and this time obviously a complete game again. Uh, 115 pitches, walked nobody, ten strikeouts, really attacked the zone, and for for his effort, and uh, he was uh, named I think uh, co pitcher of the week in Conference USA today. So, you know, great great for him, great for our program. Uh, but you know what it what enables is have everything ready to go for the next two games
0: then you look at uh Saturday coach you went 11 to three Stevie got in trouble early but Cody Carroll came in and basically started the game through seven innings and uh, then Gabe Shepard closed it out another great pitching performance um, from your staff on Saturday
2: yeah you know when i look at that I, I look at that game and i say you know when your starter goes down after the first inning and You know, you got to have somebody ready to go that obviously nobody on that staff is mentally prepared to jump in at the second inning. That's just not how baseball is normally played, unless you script it that way, where you're going to, you know, throw Johnny Holstaff and and do one inning. But that wasn't the case. Obviously, you know, Stevie's shoulder didn't feel good. You know, it just didn't have the command. So made the decision to to go to Carroll early, and, you know, what's he do? He rewards us with seven innings, you know, only giving up one run, one earned, and Mm -hmm. three strikeouts, and once again, no walks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, and then Shepard, we got got him in there in the last inning and and gave really through well, you know, was throwing really hard and had command, two strikeouts, no walks, and and covered that last inning for us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, offensively, you know, once again, 15 hits, 11 runs, Really did some things well. Uh, we're able to walk four times in that game and only strike out five. So I think the difference in offenses has been the strikeouts have been way down.
0: Yeah that's what I was about to say coach uh you've been playing uh, better uh defensively and, and hadn't struck out as much. Want to talk about the pitch in Sunday and then come talk some some hitting again. Uh Strick goes out gives you four innings but a guy that I've just kind of I think he's he's kind of flown under the radar with with fans this year but certainly not with with uh, your team. Hunter Stanley's been outstanding um this year through uh, three innings on Sunday.
2: You know, he just goes about his business. Uh, you know, I'm sure with his teammates, he probably cuts up and, and talks a lot, but every time I see him, he's, he doesn't say anything. And, you know, that's the kind of the way he is out there on the mound. He's a silent assassin. I mean, he just, he comes in and pressure situ- situations and handles it like, like he's supposed to be there and he wants to be there. And, and we saw it again, uh, in that night. We saw it on, uh, against, uh, against Lafayette on Tuesday. When he came in and covered three innings for us, of course, we saw it again yesterday. and it's all important uh, back into that game uh, that, that that saw us, you know, have to win by, by one run. So, you know, covered three innings yesterday, one strikeout, no walk, and only gave up one hit. So you're right. I mean, but certainly he doesn't go unnoticed with our team and our, and our staff. I mean, he's a big part of what we've been able to do.
0: Um just just one question about the bats and want we'll to get a couple questions in about this week but Hunter Slater what a week he had um with the three home runs uh on on Wednesday night and it looks like the the long balls back for Walner. both of those guys right now um I believe have uh, about 87 RBIs for you great to see their their bats coming hot at the right time
2: yeah, you know, with uh, with Hunter, you know, what a great night there and at Uno on on Wednesday with three home runs and to all different areas of the of the field. It wasn't like he just sat there and yanked, you know, three bombs to right field and pulled everything. He went the other way, so which shows me that you know he's using both sides of the field, and which makes uh, all of a sudden pretty tough to pitch to a guy like that. So, you know, I think. You know, Hunter's had a really good year for us this year. He's hit three thirty one and has pretty much held that three-hole spot down for the majority of the year. Uh, Walmer is certainly seeing it, hitting it a lot better. It's not just the home runs, Luke. It's, a, it's the at-bats that sometimes he doesn't have anything to show for it. He's hit some balls. It's- extremely hard right at people. Uh, and, you know, that shows me that certainly he's seeing the ball and, and and not missing those pitches that we we saw him do earlier in the year, foul those things off. So good hitters, when they get their pitch, they don't miss it. And certainly we know what he's capable of doing. And, and he's uh, right now in, in that kind of that mind frame where he's, he's getting those pitches and he's hitting them.
0: Your uh, Golden Eagles improved to seventeen and 29 and thirteen overall. Uh, first place uh, got a two game lead in in, in uh, conference USA. But coach, it's it's go week. This is the week that we have been looking forward to for a long time. Ole Miss comes in uh, Wednesday night, and then man, Florida Atlantic. We've circled this at the beginning of the year. Uh, what a week uh, you guys have in front of you! Four big games.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they are, and they're they're four of of importance. But, you know, honestly if you're mature about what you're doing and, and how you handle your business, you know, they're they're no more important than the last game we just played. You know, and that's what we have to focus on, Luke, as as a player. You can't get up for games that, that bring a lot of attention. I mean otherwise you're gonna lose games that don't bring any attention. You gotta learn to go out and play the game. Certainly Ole Miss is a, a very good program uh, they're coming off a sweep this weekend, a great sweep from Texas A&M, a team that beat us earlier in the year in Jackson or in Pearl, I should say. But, you know, they're, uh, it's it's our next game, and it's our most important game uh, on the schedule right now. And and then when it's over, then we'll move on to Florida Atlantic, who uh, is right behind us in the standings and has played pretty consistent baseball Uh for the most part, this year. And, and uh, so it is, yes. But it, but when you look at the big big picture, you know, we got to be ready to go out and play baseball. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. We got to play the game, play it well.
0: Well, coach, we know one thing it'll be the same opponent because you play the game of baseball every day. So uh, we appreciate your time, coach. And good luck this week. Let's celebrate another 4 week next Monday.
2: I hope we can. Thanks, Luke.
0: Head coach Scott Berry, Golden Eagles win. Five games last week, uh, eight-game winning streak going on. We'll talk some uh, tickets with football and baseball right after this on the Eagle Hour.
1: The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: I always appreciate... Coach Scott Barry for joining us every Monday as he does. Golden Eagles on an eight game winning streak going 5-0 and back in action this coming Wednesday night at the Pete against Ole Miss. First pitch at 6 o'clock and hope to uh, see you there. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark and online campusbookmark.net. Campus Bookmark carries the biggest selection of Southern Miss merchandise in the entire state of Mississippi. Clothing, household items, car accessories, tailgating supplies, whatever you need, visit Campus Book mark on Hardy Street across the road from the university of southern mississippi campus and you can always find them online campus dot net luke johnson dalton stanford and kelly john
1: Sander. happy monday to you kelly how you doing and uh, you know I, I usually only get the john when i'm in trouble <laughs> so i'm going what did no I, it's a what did i do what the title do? of honor oh you, nothing wrong with you at all john with no h by the way i don't know why they decided to leave out the h but uh you know, for for, for, Maybe they did. for you IRS agents that are <laughs> that might <be> watching or <laughs> great listening, great audience rather. that we have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, you know, football season's right around the corner, Luke, and time to talk a little. You know, season tickets, some baseball things going on too. And you, you know, when we want to talk tickets. When we
0: want to, when we want to talk tickets. You know, sometimes we have Lee Applewhite. Um and but he's Eagle Club now, right. but he's a high roller. Okay, so we always sure. try to pull in these high rollers. Um, but when when we can't get the high roller, we get the next best thing, and that's one of my friends. So Ben <laughs> Wimpigler joins us now from the Southern Miss ticket office to talk. Uh, man, some some stuff y'all got going on. What's up, Ben? How's your Monday? I'm going great, Luke. Man, I appreciate y'all having me on, and uh,
3: yeah, I'm not quite as high roller as uh Lee, but you know I, I try to try to do the job
1: as best I can. You know, if if you're on social media and following the the Eagles at the Athletic Department, of course. Big push now, or the opening, I guess, of the season for season tickets for football. Ben, we're, we are going to digress and talk a little baseball here in a minute, mm-hmm. but but since football is now on the front burner, uh, spring drills are now over, getting ready for the fall. Kind of tell us what's up and some enticing things that uh, get people back to the football stadium this year.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so we are excited for football coming up. You know, baseball is getting close to wrapping up here, so you know we're getting getting ready for another great season. You know, coach. Hopp's got a great class coming in, some exciting new things coming in for this year. And you know, we're we're excited to just have people back out at the Rock this fall. You know, starting in August we're coming in coming in hot with all State as the first game, so it's going to be packed and it's going to be loud. Um I know they always bring a good atmosphere, so we've got to uh we got to outnumber them and you know, get every all of the Southern Miss fans in there and you know, show show them what Southern Miss football is all about.
1: So when you start for the when you start season tickets now for the fall are the the existing season ticket holders do you want them to renew first Tell us yeah. how this process works. Yeah,
3: so um, we, we've opened it up to see, new season ticket holders and renewals as well. So if you're old, if you've had season ticket ho- season tickets with us in the past, go ahead, give us a call, get those season tickets renewed, and tell all your friends too. You know, we're not just we're, like I said, we're taking the uh, renewals as well, getting that process going, but we're also taking new season tickets. You know, we want to, you know, get just as many new season tickets as we do renewals. So we we try to uh, get the new people in there, get them started in the Southern Miss family. So, yeah, we're taking new people. We're taking uh, people who've had season tickets before. We want to get 30K in the Rock five times. That's kind of our slogan this year. So um, anytime you see something on social media about about football, we always have that 30K five times hashtag
1: going. And, and the reason that we want to talk about this so early is because we've, we've talked dollars and cents on this program a lot. And the bottom line is season ticket holders are the backbone of any sports program, particularly football, which is the bell cow that pays most of the bills for all of the other sports. So are there different types of ticket packages, Ben, that people can... Yeah. can take a look at and, and update us on those. Yeah,
3: definitely. Um, so you're right. Without season ticket holders, we couldn't do what we do in an athletic program. You know, with season tickets and Eagle Club, those are kind of, you know, the two foundations of any athletic program, maybe any sports team, really, um, is, is the tickets. So, you know, if people don't come in and don't buy tickets, you know, we can't do what we do. But we do have several packages um, that start out. So if you start out just a uh, regular season ticket and the upper deck is start us at only $95. So $95 gets you a specific seat for all five games this season um, in the upper deck. That's anywhere in the upper deck. Um, and then we also have a lower deck package. It starts at only $190. Um, that's any seat in the lower deck and the end zone is only $190. Uh, so we also have several uh, discounts that go along with those, just kind of depending, varying on um, different things. We also have one package just One of my favorite packages is our football family plan. So you get one adult and one youth ticket for only $110 in the upper deck and only $240 in the lower deck. Now, I don't know of any better deal – um, Than that for for season ticket package, you know, you get to bring you, bring your your child in with you, get them and started, you know, early on the Southern Miss atmosphere. So it's a pretty great package we have going there.
1: Now one of the 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 biggest ticket in the fall, besides the tickets to the game is that little thing that you hang on your rearview mirror called a, a, a parking pass. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm telling you, y'all been to games, you know how hectic it can get around here on game day, and that parking pass will save your life. If you're running late um, to the game, you know, you're, you're coming in hot uh, at the last minute, if you join the Eagle Club and you get that parking pass, you never have to worry. You always have a spot, you always have a parking lot you'll be in, so you can join the Eagle Club starting at. Only a hundred and twenty-five dollars uh, for an entire year, um, and that covers all sports, and that gets you a parking spot. Now, obviously, the the higher the Eagle Club donation, the closer you get to the football stadium. But the point is getting that parking spot because you have that hang tag. You're right. You are you are set. That is a hot ticket item this year.
1: You know, so it so it's strictly through the Eagle Club the parking passes. It's not not through season tickets. Let's well, clarify it, it, that. Yes, it is kind of. It's kind of
3: connected, so anytime you get a ticket in the lower deck, you do pay a specific Eagle Club um, donation, depending on how close you sit to the 50-yard line. And all this is on our uh, southernmiss.com website. Um, So, you know... Technically, it is through the Eagle Club, but it comes in with your season ticket package. So, you pay your Eagle Club dues for the year, and you get your season tickets, and that gets you the parking pass.
1: And the, and the reason why you need to, if you've been a season ticket holder before in football, the reason you need to contemplate maybe kicking it up a notch or mm-hmm. two is because it's no secret, they're not building many more parking spaces, right? Right. I right. Mean, as the campus expands, they're using it for building of, of classrooms and so on. There aren't a whole lot of places to park. So, if parking is at a premium.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's, that. you're right, you know, we are kind of locked in here as far as what we can do with parking. So if you do, you know, you get that Eagle Club and you go up to a certain amount, you can, I mean, you can get as close as to right within very close walking distance to the stadium so if you are already an Eagle Club member we do encourage you to you know up your Eagle Club a little bit if you can you know we take any donations that we, you know that are, are given we're, we're definitely thankful for those um, but if you can if you want to get that closer parking that is how you do it because you're right parking at Southern Miss is at a premium so we try to um, you know get as many people right there as we can but you know they're only limited spot so we do what we can and
1: i want to kind of be grandpa here and scold you kids (laughs) because this is all about convenience because people go i shouldn't have to pay more for parking yeah you should okay it's it's no different than going to the gas station to buy the convenient gallon of milk that Mm -hmm. might be there you don't have to park and walk you know 15 minutes into the grocery store you are paying for the convenience of that gallon of milk by paying an extra dollar when right. you go into the gas station to buy that gallon of milk, same thing with your parking uh, parking passes at Southern Miss. You're paying for the convenience. If you want to be next to the stadium, you got to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's nothing new about this, okay? And the fact that there are no no more parking spaces available than there are, and you look upon it as convenient, that is important. Now, baseball, a couple baseball specials going on too, right, Ben?
3: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So we've got a big week coming up in baseball. You know, old, we have, actually have Ole Miss coming into to the Pete this Wednesday, starting at 6 o'clock. Um, so it's going to be a big weekend. We're encouraging the people to buy their tickets early. Um, we are sold out of chairback seats already, so it's going pretty quick. So we have general admission uh, bleacher seats available starting at only $15. You know, gates will open at 4 o'clock. So if you're going to get there, I would suggest getting your ticket early or getting there very early because the game, the line is going to be very long because um, that is a big game. You know, we're one of our big home state rivals, so um, that's a big game coming up Friday. We, or, excuse me, this weekend we have a big series coming up with FAU. Um, Saturday is really our big day as far as, you know, things going on. We have a few things going on um, this Friday, or excuse me, this Saturday. We we are honoring the 2009 World Series team, you know, the one with um, Coach Palmer and B.A. Volmuth and Colin Cargill and all them coming in. We're, we're bringing it back. We actually have a Coach Palmer bobblehead for the first 1,000 fans. So if you were in line, you get a <laughs> – well, one-of-a-kind Corky Palmer bobblehead. Now, I'm excited to get one of those because hey. i
1: a must-have. A must-have. Real quick, Ben, as we go to commercial break, Ben Winpigler, people who want to look investigate tickets for the Conference USA Tournament. It's on the coast, but who's handling tickets for the Conference USA Tournament?
3: Yeah, so that is all done through MGM Park. Um, They're going to be handling all that. You can We do have a link on our website that you can go to, but it is all going to be done through MGM Park and through their um, ticket service. So go, if you go to Conference USA baseball tournament, you know, it'll Come up, it's a, or MGM Park. They'll have a link there as well to handle.
1: It. All right, Ben Winpigler, thanks so much. Get those tickets. College football right around the corner. Season tickets on sale now. New and old Eagle Club members. Luke, we'll be back in just a moment. We'll see what the what Professor Johnson wants to talk about in this next segment as the Eagle Hour continues. In a moment.
0: You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Thanks to Ben Wimpigler from the Southern Miss ticket office joining us in that previous segment and we we should say, Kelly, uh, you know, this Saturday it's a big it's a big day. Uh, they got a Star Wars day going on too with the baseball bins. Get me some information about that, but it because it is
1: May the 4th. Oh, gotcha. But you also yeah. you also have Cinco de Mayo this next weekend.
0: Well, actually, you got to also consider Sunday, right? in the nerd world it's revenge. But we're not of talking the about Cinco de Mayo. We're talking about Cinco de Cuatro. Okay, we're talking about <laughs> May the Fourth. Okay? <laughs> okay, so May the Fourth. That's what we're you. talking about.
1: And then the yeah, revenge. So, the revenge of the fifth.
0: Yeah, revenge of the fifth. So, Luke, I got to ask. You got a special <laughs> yeah, Star Wars sermon plan for Sunday? Since it's May the 5th, no, Dalton, it, that's <laughs> I, Sunday's the 5th. I do want yeah. to want you. You guys t- are missing days.
1: Okay? <laughs> I, I do want to tell you, I saw yeah. an interview with George Lucas. This is totally off, off track for just a second. But I saw an interview with George Lucas on the History Channel, and he, you know, he said that he gets all this credit for developing these Star Wars stories. And he said, I hate to disappoint all of you, but he said the, star, the original Star Wars story is straight out of the book of Isaiah. And particularly the one where Anakin, you know, turns to the dark side. Mm. That's It's the fall of Lucifer. According to George Lucas, uh, that story is right out of the book of Isaiah. He said, but I couldn't, well, I can't present it like that. But he said, that's exactly where the story came from. It's nothing really new. I thought that was interesting. All I know
0: is, when I flew out of the Orlando airport this morning at 5.15 a.m., <laughs> There were so many people, it was crazy. And to quote a TSA agent, he, he looked around at the crowd and he said, when they open that Star Wars park down here, no chance. Uh-uh. <laughs> so that, that's, it, yeah. Anyway, we get off tracks every day. Um, it, it's okay. But uh be sure, what we are talking to Ben last segment was a lot of promotions coming up with baseball. I mean, it is an unbelievable baseball week when you look at Ole Miss coming to town Wednesday night and then FAU coming in this weekend. This is the series, other than Louisiana Tech, that we figured uh, how the conference would be won, and that's how it's... It's shaping up to be. So big promotions going on, and and Ben has just sent me the information for this Saturday. Saturday Baseball is Star Wars Day because it is May the 4th. Any child wearing Star Wars gear gets in for free. There will also be uh, some characters there to take pictures as well. So if you want to watch baseball... And you want to watch baseball cheap? Bring your kids, dress them up as Star Wars Jedi or Wookies or something on Saturday, and they get in for free. So uh, that's pretty great, and it's going to be some good baseball. Let's uh, let's talk for a minute, Kelly. Let's let's look at what happened in Conference USA baseball this weekend. Some surprising results: Charlotte takes uh, two out of three from FIU. Western Kentucky takes two out of three from UTSA. UAB takes two out of three um, from Marshall. Of course, Southern Miss so brings out the room. And sweeps uh, Middle Tennessee. But here it is. So Florida Atlantic going in actually had a higher RPI than the Golden Eagles. Um, They were tied with Southern Miss 14 and 14. And Old Dominion wins. Uh, two games to one over FAU, and then uh, man, what a what a tough week for for uh, our friends in Ruston. And it was really encouraging to see uh, how even people within Southern Miss Nation, even some of our players, uh, reached out and and were reaching out to Ruston. We've been through what happens when a tornado, you know, hits the campus like that, and their baseball field was was really roughed up. They go and and get swept at Rice. Um, so a tough week for Louisiana Tech. And again, we uh, we extend our our prayers for that entire community but what that means in, in conference USA now is that uh, the Golden Eagles have a two-game lead on Florida Atlantic 17 and four overall FAU two games back 15 and six Louisiana Tech now five games back behind the Golden Eagles tied with rice at 12 and nine rice has really turned it around um, now a tied for third in Conference USA so Kelly when you look at it you know a couple weeks ago after this FIU series man we were licking our wounds and you look two weeks later uh, you got a two game leading the conference, an eight-game winning streak. Eagles
1: hitting their stride at the right time. We talked a little about it late last week, that the schedule, too, really favored the Eagles here at the end. Uh, Three of the last four series, you know, on paper – they would be favored to win, and of course, they took care of business in Murfreesboro. Uh, this one, this this weekend, will be tough to get. Although they have played exceptionally well at home, record-wise, and then the last two, you know, uh, they would be they would be favored to win. This is all about seeding in the tournament, of course, that will help because you can lock down a uh, postseason berth by winning the Conference USA tournament. Um, so right now, yeah, they're clicking on all cylinders, and you hope that'll continue. And the the, the biggest thing about this week, Luke, from what I've seen so far, is for the first time that i can remember you don't have to worry about the weather it looks like the weather is going to is going to cooperate completely so you can feel pretty safe in making plans to go to these games this week and and not be disappointed and like i say going back over the schedule this year you haven't been able to say that there's usually been one or two days that have been really tough you know weather-wise but i think things are stabilizing a little bit there so the Eagles, 29 and
0: 13. They jump up uh, over 10 spots now at 41 in RPI. Uh, Louisiana Tech drops about 20 spots. They're at 54, and FAU is at 52. Now, here's what this means. Golden Eagles looking pretty good now, but... One of the things that we were asking was, uh, can Conference USA get two teams in? I mean, if, if FAU or, or Louisiana Tech, if you'd have two teams that finish inside the top 50 or the top 40 RPI, could Conference USA get two teams in, in into uh, regionals? Well, when you look at it right now, this really hurts. Um, Rice sweeps Louisiana Tech. FAU loses um, to Old Dominion. I think, as of right now, uh, whoever wins this one this weekend is, is going to be out in front, uh, basically not, you know, not ha- maybe have to win the conference tournament. I'm still not convinced though. Uh, I think Southern Miss Kelly could get in if they didn't win the conference tournament. If we finish somewhere around 40 wins, agreed. It's going to be really hard. I think it'll be really hard for other teams who don't win the conference
1: tournament to get in. I agree Win that large. And and what's especially devastating for La Tech, and of course there's a lot of Mississippi flavor on Lane Burroughs' team there in um in Ruston. And we we've seen this, there's precedent on this before when a when a storm comes through and tears it you know, it didn't surprise me. It really didn't, unfortunately, that, that La Tech got swept by Rice. It is gonna be such a challenge. For them to be able to finish this year, you know, they want to finish. Everybody's pulling for them, you know, but with the external factors that they don't have any control over, you know, not being able to play another game at home, it's just going to be really tough for the Bulldogs, which which consequently is going to hurt the entire, the entire conference. But I agree with your assessment. If there is a second team from Conference USA that could get in, it would be the Eagles. But let's make sure that they lock down a spot and win, you know, that postseason tournament to, to leave no doubt. And we
0: don't want to look forward, uh, as Coach Barry reminded us in the first segment, but I'll tell you what, this, uh, this next uh, next weekend series at Rice... Looking pretty dangerous now. When you look at uh, what Rice has done, um, they still have a losing record overall at twenty-one and twenty-three. But Rice has always won. They can catch fire at any time, and, and now twelve and nine, tied for third in Conference USA. So uh, when the Eagles get through this week, if they're fortunate enough to go two and two, three and one, or maybe even four and zero, oh, uh, you, you can't smile for very long because uh, got to go out there to Rice, where uh, Rice has been playing. Really, really, really good baseball. Um, excited to uh, to let you know coming up. Uh, I believe Wednesday, Coach uh, McCormick from Florida Atlantic is going to be joining us. Always special for us here on the Eagle Hour. A lot of times uh, we get to talk to uh, the the radio voices for the different teams, which is always special. But when we get head coaches to come on, Coach Max done a phenomenal job um, down in in Florida Atlantic, and and he'll be joining us on the Eagle Hour um, come Wednesday. Talking about um head coaches, I wanted to ask you about this, Kelly, uh, because. I wasn't I wasn't here. I was out of town on Thursday, and, and maybe a few listeners out there missed uh, Jay Ladner's inaugural appearance on the Eagle Hour. Just kind of recap uh, for us some of the highlights uh, about the message and the intensity and, and his vision for, uh, for him coming in to be our head coach in basketball.
1: I would say the first thing that he made clear and that, that people need to hear if they didn't hear it from him out of his mouth is he totally gets it as far as being engaged with the public. And he said on this show, <clears throat> excuse me, allergies still bother me. He said on this show, there will not be a single group that he will not talk to, whether it's the Kiwanis Club or the Rotary Club or the, the sororities, the fraternities. He will meet and talk with every group that wants to talk to sell this program. And and I think we used the term uh, Tindillic. Uh, Don, that's that is something that Donnie Tyndall got right. All right, was engaging, reaching out, shaking hands, kissing babies, if you will, that sort of thing. Jay's going to be coach. Landers going to be doing that. All right, he, he's already you know uh, doing that. And if the, the, Kyle Rohn, he's brought back to town with him, who was an assistant here that coached high school ba- basketball at Pedal and Forest County AHS and among other places. <coughs> so they're going to be out talking up the program. They are going to reconnect with some of the. Uh, guys that were in the recruiting pipeline and recruit locally. He pointed out that that NIT championship team. When you look at that NIT championship team, Mississippi all over it. As far as different guys from he wants to he wants to be the guy that gets all the guys from Mississippi. And he said there's no reason why two other. Big schools uh, that are north of Jackson should be getting all these players, and he said they are going to focus. And now he feels, being the coach at Southern Miss, he has the the power, so to speak, to be able to get those guys the traction to do it. There's uh, there's two big schools north of Jackson, really. Well, big, who knew? big, big. Who, you who know, knew?
0: use that term loosely. we we know people. Okay, it's just <laughs> a cheap shot. It's- how we roll. Hey, we'll close it out on the Eagle Hour. Stick with us right after this.
1: To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
0: Back on a Monday, this segment brought to us every day by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, located on Fourth Street in Hattiesburg. Mississippi Great Plate Lunches, 895 with
1: a drink every day. Go check them out. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Yeah, today's lasagna Luke day. Johnson. Today's lasagna day, Luke. Lasagna. Yes. You got it memorized? Really? Well, I mean, like I said, I haven't I haven't met a uh, plate lunch that that I don't <laughs> that I don't like. I got you. Uh-huh. I got you. I'm Luke. He's Kelly. Dalton's
0: uh, out there in the ether pushing buttons correctly somewhere. We're thankful that you have joined us. Thankful for Scott Barry joining us in the first segment. Ben Wimpickler joining us in the second segment. Uh, softball on the weekend drops two out of three uh, to. FIU Lady Eagles on the year twenty nine and nineteen, looking for that thirtieth win. Big, big, big series this weekend at home. Uh, doubleheader on Saturday at one and three. Sunday game three at one against Louisiana Tech, who right now is in first place in the West, the best ref- record in Conference USA, thirty nine and thirteen. Lady Eagles trying uh, to get to. Uh, They would have to win, probably have to sweep in order to get that coveted uh, in top four seeds where they can get a bye, but uh, Lady Eagles right now tied for fifth in Conference USA, so uh, they've got the week off to uh, get ready for Louisiana Tech, so wish Coach Hogan her Lady Eagles uh, the best of luck. Also, uh, this past weekend, the Southern Miss Open was the senior day for the track and field team. A lot of personal best uh, went on and so congratulations uh, to those they get ready for the Conference USA Outdoor Championships up in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, in, in just uh, actually, actually next week, man it's crazy how, how quick it's, it's, it's all coming to an but, end. Yeah. Walker
1: Powell go ahead. I was just going to say the academic year is done in a couple of weeks, I mean I think this is dead week yeah. on the campus at Southern Miss and they still call it dead week I'm glad to report because that's what they called it when I was in school uh, and then finals next week, and then the academic year's done. Unbelievable. Listen, and and considering it's been tough on those Golden Eagles because they
0: started in like February, you know what I mean? So
1: yeah, not, they not started like the last week. Went pretty quickly, didn't it? Hey, you know who's going to be on the show tomorrow? Luke? Who's going to be on the show tomorrow? Picasso Nelson, now a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. NFL That's incredible. Yeah, NFL draft this past weekend. Uh, of course, the guys that don't get drafted then are are unrestricted free agents. Jacksonville called him up. Picasso said, let me think about it. Yeah, I'll come. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how that works, too. So uh, after the draft, the Lions have
0: been talking to me through the draft. And they were like, we're not going to draft you, but you know, we'll, we'll look at some uh – Free agent stuff. So they called me like as soon as the seventh round's over and, and I was told to keep my options open. So they were like, we're going to give it, you know, I said, uh, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. They're like, well, you got to tell us something in 30 minutes or we're moving on. I was like, I'll come to Detroit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. You they're... know, when it comes down at the end, but, but the Jags, man, I, I'll be honest with well, you, looking at that draft, Kelly, man, how, they got Josh Allen at seven overall. I thought that was one of the best value picks of the entire draft that Jacksonville got.
1: Yeah, you were actually texting me during the draft, uh, you know, setting me up for the disappointment that was the Bengal draft. Well, actually, actually, the Bengals kind of get high grades, I guess, from what they did. But you know, you don't really know on these NFL teams how good those draft picks turn out to be until probably three or four years down the road. You know, when these guys work themselves into starting positions, your first round guys you expect to start, you know, right away. But the rest of the draft might. work work themselves in in another two or three years injuries occur so you really don't know it's kind of comparable to a signing class at the college football level but anytime a guy gets an opportunity and Picasso Nelson's done all the right things to get that opportunity and one of the things I was proud about with the Bengals draft that goes in line with Picasso Nelson is the Bengals said for the first time in a long time character is at the number one point in our list we want quality people good citizens Football smart guys and all of those describe Picasso and Nelson. So it's good to see you know the that that trait being uh, being vaulted you know like it should because uh, the NFL's had some you know public relations issues over the years. Um, none of us are, are perfect, of course, but but more t- more and more teams making that a higher priority: the the quality of the person, the caliber of their character. So and Picasso, I knew yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really. I, I knew he was going to have a chance, yeah. and it'll be cool to hear his take on man, and, and what a what a cool defense, you know, to be a part of. I knew that Sean Payton wasn't going to wait until the end of the second round. He's just he's like me, uh, or I'm like him. You know, when I get in fantasy drafts and I don't have to pick for a long time, I just create like, what can I do to draft sooner? A little Sean adult. Sean Payton ADD, did that. And he huh? jumped up and <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And, you get Eric McCoy, which to me was, I was like, okay, good. We take offensive linemen. You know, I just kind of got frustrated a little bit with that, with that pick simply because, man, I'm looking at Cameron Tom. Southern Miss guy who's played outstanding. Saints like him, you know, uh, with Unger retiring. I mean, that's, that's the next man up. Uh, maybe a, a little, you know, uh, not full trust behind, uh, Tom and, and the other center they have, but McCoy will, will be a good player. I think he gave up like one or two sacks. You know, in in the SEC West in the last three uh, years,
1: so uh, Saints, I thought they did pretty good. Who do you think had the best draft overall? I think the Browns did pretty good. I really do. I think the Cleveland Browns did well. Yeah. Uh, but again, we won't know. You know, for another, you know, another three or four years. Just a postscript on the Saints. I think now they're drafting for depth. They were pretty much set, you know, I think. now they're Because, yeah. man, those, guys get, those poor guys get injured like nothing flat, you know. So it's yeah, always good to have they two do. or three guys ready to roll. Always good.
0: Thank you for uh, listening to us today. And always appreciate you spending uh, the one to two slot with us. Hope you have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the
1: top. I to like an eagle to the sea.